Hi, and welcome to Freelance to Founder Shorts. I'm Preston Lee. I am Clay Mosley, and you've probably heard our in-depth coaching calls with everyday freelancers who want to scale their business. Now, we're helping even more freelancers each week with Freelance to Founder Shorts, five to 10-minute episodes focused on answering one question from a listener like you. To get your question answered, visit freelancetofounder.com slash ask. And now let's dive into today's question. All right, today's question comes from Mel in the Facebook group. You can join at milo.co slash mastermind. Mel says, I've worked freelance for the same company for three years now. The company's growing, but the boss doesn't do salaried positions. My workload is increasing to the point where we need another person to assist me part-time. I'll be supervising them. So the question is, do you think I would be justified in asking for more money? And I think it's an interesting question from Mel. I'm joined today by a special co-host. Clay's not available today, but I am so excited to be joined again by Christina Levas from coconspiratorsagency.com. And uh, and in just a moment, I'll be right back after this quick break with Christine, and we will answer Mel's question. We'll be right back. We get people coming on the show all the time, and here's what they say. I know you guys preach the importance of hiring, but where do I even start in order to hire the right person? Well, here's your answer. Start with LinkedIn Jobs. I've used LinkedIn to hire members of my team, and here's why you should too. First of all, it's super fast. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Imagine this time tomorrow, you could be interviewing your next team member. Plus, LinkedIn isn't just a job board, it helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Over 70% of active LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not hiring on LinkedIn, you're really missing out. My favorite part, posting a job on LinkedIn is completely free. Like I said, I've done it myself and it took like 10 minutes. It didn't cost me a thing. And suddenly I had tons of qualified applicants to pick from. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash freelance. That's linkedin.com slash freelance to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right, Christine, Christine Olivas from coconspiratorsagency.com. Welcome to the show. Welcome back to the show. Thanks. It's good to be back. It's already 2023. Yeah, so, so time is flying. <laughs> time flies, doesn't it? And um, just really excited to have you back. I, I loved the last uh, few series of shorts we did, which if you haven't caught those, I'll be sure to link those in the show notes of this episode for listeners. But thank you for taking the time to come and answer a few questions from our listeners again. Let's start with this question from Mel. So essentially the question is, Mel's been working for a company for a while as a freelancer. Um and now is being asked to take on more responsibility, supervising someone else, um, workload is increasing. Mel asks, do you think I would be justified in asking for more money? What's your what's your gut reaction there? Sure. Yeah. So this question got me very excited because <laughs> this exact scenario is not only something that I have done or sort of you know, been involved in, but also is the genesis of my business. Um, so my business actually co-conspirator started because I ended up in multiple situations as a freelancer, a solo freelancer, where the work was just too much for me to handle by myself. And so I, rather than sort of secretly subcontract to someone else or accept the same amount of money, uh, I ended up actually deciding to kind of say to the business or to the client, look, like here's the incremental value you'll get by having two people. And here's how much that's going to cost. And here's you know, sort of the ROI for you. So I think this is an amazing opportunity for Mel. Um, 
this person specifically mentions that the company does not, the boss doesn't do salary positions. I'm a little curious about some of those details, but assuming that they operate on a freelance basis only, they should be very familiar with some of the dynamics that that entails. And freelancers, just like full-time employees, are going to end up overloaded and you know, beyond capacity. Mm-hmm. So they, in that sense, I don't see it as any different than somebody full-time saying, look, like I can no longer as a sole marketer handle X, X and X, and I need a coordinator or I need part-time support. Um, and in terms of justifying for more money, I feel like Mel could easily go back and say, look, like we're essentially building out a team. Not only are you going to, you know, not have to supervise this person because that'll be something I take on, but you're going to be able to do 10x the, the work, right? Sometimes the power of two actually is a lot more than people yeah. realize. Um, and I think versus Mel just handing off or subcontracting and literally passing the money to someone else. The supervising is a job in and of itself. And these two people together, I imagine, will be able to do great things at this point in the company's growth. So absolutely, Mel should ask for more money. And I think there's a whole sort of pitch behind kind of the value of a team, the value of supervision. Um, you know, Mel's going to be taking work off this company's plate and the job of supervision, not even being a full-time employee. So yes, yes, yeah. ask for the money, make the business case. <laughs> and ultimately, I would hope, the, the exciting part for me, I get very passionate talking about this, but I'm excited exciting part for Mel is that if this works out and this person is able to take on the lion's share of responsibility with Mel's supervision, Mel could potentially turn around to a different company and pitch a similar idea and actually make twice the amount of money. Oh, that's such a good point. Yeah. I, I think what I love most about what you're saying here is like, well, first of all, first of all, for me, anytime anyone says, do you think I would be justified in asking for more? I, that just feels like a permission question. Like if you, <laughs> you just, you just want someone else to say like, yes, you can. And and Mel, we're saying that officially. Yes, you can ask for more and you probably should ask for more. And, and you probably know that somewhere deep down or you maybe wouldn't be asking this question, but I love from what you've said, Christine is um, like making a business case for it, right? It, it can be so compelling or so tempting, I should say. Uh, to say like, well, you know, I just, my rates just go up every so often, or we've been working together for so long, it's just time to increase the rate. Like those kind of reasons, they're very easy to argue with and they don't convince the business owner. What the business owner wants to know is if I'm going to pay you more, what am I going to get out of it? What is the business, what's the business ROI, right? That I'm going to get back out of this new additional investment. And what I loved about what you said is that's very easily justifiable when you're being asked to take on more work and another person. And you're going to say, I'm going to take all of this off your plate. It's going to free up your time to do even higher return activities as the business owner. And I'm also going to manage this person, which, you know, it takes a lot of effort to manage someone. And so I'm going to manage this person that frees up even more of your time for positive ROI. Like you just, you, you have to do ROI. You have to talk about ROI. You have to talk about um, how much time and money you're saving them as the business owner in order to to justify this payment. But I also think like sometimes we can overdo it. You tell me what you think about this, Christine, but I think sometimes uh, we over try to over um, justify an increase in, in pay. Like in my mind, this business owner should understand that naturally with this situation, you would expect that a person would get paid more. You're asking for more work. You're asking for a management sort of situation. It just seems natural and so I would almost go in first and say, like, yes, I'm happy to do that. Here's what that will cost, 
right? And just and sort of see what they say. And if they just say yes, then great, you're done. And you don't have to write that long email or have that long conversation about like, here's why. I don't know. Thoughts about that, Christine? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, you're right. I mean, being able to just say, hey, another person and I'm managing uh, and that's going to cost X without asking, I feel. And yeah. that's exactly what happened to me. I, I had a full-time contract at a company. They did happen to do salary positions, but in this particular case, they were in this weird between kind of growth stages. So between series A and series B at the time, which was sort of like an awkward place to bring on too many full-time staff. So they brought me on for a six-month contract. Mm. And part of the reason I had to bring on another person is because I did a good job. And that's sort of the other thing that I was going to say. I would imagine that, you know, if Mel is hands-on and doing a lot of this work as a freelancer, I feel like perhaps they're responsible for some of this growth and it might even be easier to make the case like marketing is sort of, you know, what you put in is what you get out. And in this case, I was, I had all these ideas, not only how to improve sort of the marketing fundamentals that they were doing, but these extra things to test and campaign ideas to try and therefore needed another body. Um, And it was an easy sell. Um, This other person was also a freelancer. I didn't suggest bringing on, you know, a a full-time employee. I said I would manage them. I knew them, which also happened to help. So I was going to say that somebody that Mel has worked with before, that definitely Mm, will make the case even easier because you have that dynamic, that chemistry, you know their skill set, and it's easier to divide the work. Um, But yeah, and then this this person actually ended up being offered a full-time job after I left the contract gig and stayed there and became... (laughs) A leader, yeah, it actually worked out. Worked out great for everybody involved, and again, a little bit different because that company did offer salary positions at some point down the line. Um, But yeah, it was it was an easy sell because marketing was working because I knew the person, and because ultimately that company would rather pay for free would have rather paid for freelance people than hire a full time person at that moment in time. The board was not keen on that type of hire, so they had to sort of make do with contract help. Um, yeah. So yeah, it ended up working out pretty well to your point without without making this big sort of dramatic 10-point presentation to just make my case. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. I just think I think we do sometimes like gear up. We're almost afraid. And so we gear up for like this big negotiation. We come with all our best arguments, which, you know, there's something to be said for being prepared if that does happen. But in a lot of cases, particularly if you're a freelancer, like, yes, you're you kind of have an employer-employee relationship with this client. But remember, you are still a contractor. You're a freelancer at the end of the day. So you are running your own business. You're not an employee of the company. Even if there is a a nice, like my team is 100% contractors. We have a nice team dynamic, but I still respect the fact that they have other clients, that they run their own business. And if they come to me and they say, this thing you've asked me to do, this is what I charge for it. Then we have a conversation about it. I, I don't necessarily go to them and say like, well, I can't pay that. I just expect you to do it because you're my employee because I know they're not, right? And so I think it's important to keep in mind, even when you have been on a team, quote unquote, on a team for a long time, if you're a contractor, you have at least a little bit of a right to establish your own pricing and say, this thing you're asking me to take on, this additional thing, it's going to cost this additional amount per month to do. Um, and then just start the conversation. And it sounds like if you've been with them three years, you know, there's, you're going to know how to approach that and and um, and what to say and what not to say, what to come prepared with and what not. So I think it sounds, Mel, to me, it sounds like you're in a pretty good place. Uh, I'm sort of getting that vibe from Christine as well. I say go for it. You have our permission <laughs> to ask for more. <laughs> it sounds like definitely the situation merits it. So I, I would go for it. Anything else to add, Christine? Couldn't agree more. 
I was going to say, I, com- I completely, I completely agree. This sounds like an opportunity right for the taking and even something scalable uh, potentially yeah. Um, yeah. If, the, if the growth continues. So. Yeah, 100%. Well, Mel, thank you so much for submitting your question. If you want your question answered on one of our shorts, uh, we'd love to have you submit your question. You can go to freelance2founder.com slash ask, or you can submit it in our uh, Facebook group at milo.co slash mastermind. Of course, we'll link to both of those in the show description of this episode. Christine Olivas from coconspiratorsagency.com. Thank you so much for taking time to answer this question today. Really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. All right. See ya. Thanks for listening to this Freelance to Founder short. Subscribe in your favorite podcast player for more shorts and full-length coaching sessions each week. Freelance to Founder is a collaboration between Milo, Dripify, and the Podglomerate. Be sure to subscribe in your favorite podcast app by visiting freelance2founder.com. And if you enjoyed this episode, tell us why by leaving a review. Until next time, thanks for listening. See ya. See ya. See ya.